Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Test. I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down 
There's rules I love to break and bend, mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Wednesday morning, St. Louis and all points north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Window World King's Court on Hump Day Wednesday. Kind of rainy in the Midwest. But we're right here at KevinSlaytonShow.com. We're also on, well, live, this is the only place we are right now, but we're also on podcast later in the day, right after the show's over, right here on this website, but also on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, the podcast app, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. That's the beauty of it. We've broadened our audience. People are hearing us. I'm really suspicious of the hosts on Fox News Channel at nighttime. They've been listening to us and eavesdropping for quite some time. What we say in the morning, I all of a sudden hear them say that night. For instance, Hannity last night copied every word I've been saying about how to secure the schools. I'm suspicious. Can't possibly come up with the exact same thing. Down to a T. Including how who we would have secure the schools. We'll get into that. So I'm suspicious of them, but they're listening. There isn't any question about that. And uh, obviously... The biggest story of the day yesterday was the school shooting that has at least this at this point taken 19 children's lives and two teachers. Heroic policemen running to the sound of the gunfire, not away from it, like Biden would do. Put this dog down exactly like he should have been put down in a hail of gunfire. I noticed the video. I don't know if anyone else saw this or noticed it, or perhaps I'm seeing things. But the video, the surveillance video from across the street, I guess, of that school, where this guy was coming around a corner just as he was about to enter the school, it looked to me like he was dressed exactly like the killer in the Scream movies with the mask and everything and a black hooded outfit on. Maybe I'm just seeing things, but it sure looked like that to me. I haven't heard anybody comment on that yet. It's really strange. But that's the way I saw it anyway. It's uh, insanity what happened, of course. I don't know if you heard Ainsley Earhart this morning say, or Earnhardt say this morning, that this guy had no respect for human life. Thank you, Ainsley, for weighing in. Give that woman a prize. Give her a prize. Yes, he had no respect for human life. We get it. (laughs) It's that kind of observation that we just can't do without, you know. I'm hearing from a 
former sheriff of friend of mine who said he and his wife saw the same thing, the Scream outfit. So I'm not seeing things. That's what I thought. But I didn't hear one person on television comment on that last night. So when you start wondering where they get these ideas, these murderous, satanic creatures, it isn't from the NRA. It isn't from the gun shops. It's from the culture that we've established in this country. It's from social media. It's from the kind of coverage these shootings get. It's impossible not to cover them, of course, because it's a news story. But this guy, I guess, somehow thought he was some sort of personality or celebrity if he did something like this. By the way, his name is Salvador Ramos, which means he's Hispanic. Will Biden hop on Air Force One to go down there to grieve with the families? I mean, after all, it's not a bunch of black people that were killed by a white guy. That's the only place Biden has shown up so far. Bunch of kids murdered by an Hispanic. Does he dare show up? My prediction, he will not. He will not. You're going to hear a lot of things here on the show this morning. Hopefully, uh, it will anger you like it does me, especially out of the mouths of that so-called president and that baboon, idiot, buffoon vice president he has. She's just in, uh, but he's, he's worse in this case. Because he is the president, supposedly, in title only. And he's supposed to comfort a country and unify a country at a time of tragedy. That's one of the jobs of a president. Not start playing politics five minutes after he opens his illiterate mouth. Let's be honest about this gun control issue. Gun control, more gun control, we've already got plenty of it. Common sense gun control laws they always talk about. Well, what's more common sense than requiring a background check? We already have that. There are plenty of gun control laws on the books that aren't ever enforced. Now, this may cause NRA people to disagree. I don't know. But my position on 18-year-olds obtaining any kind of Semi-automatic weapon. This term assault weapon is bogus. There's no such thing. But any kind of weapon with a high caliber magazine, for, 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 for my money, a weapon at all. When you're 18, we don't let you get a beer. Geraldo Rivera actually made this point, and you'll hear him make it. It's not a bad point. Coming from him, it's almost stunning. But what reason would an 18-year-old, unless he's providing for his family and protecting his family, that's the exception that could be written in. Now, if your dad wants to buy you a hunting rifle or a gun of any kind, that's up to your father or your mother. I believe that. So any kind of law prohibiting an 18-year-old from getting a gun would have that exception as well, that if your parents buy it for you, or for that matter, if anyone buys it for you, It's fine. It's legal. But I don't believe an 18-year-old kid should walk into a gun store and be able to order guns. I'm sorry. What does an 18-year-old kid know? Not a damn thing. That's why we don't let them drink. We don't let them drink. You are hearing a first right here on this show. You are hearing me 
agree with Jerry Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> that will not happen probably again in the history of mankind. I promise you that. You'll, you're also going to hear me a little bit later on agree with Joy Bahor. What kind of a day is this? What is going on in the world? Rivera and Bahor make cogent points on the same day about different topics? Oh, come on. It can't be. But I'm interested in hearing what people think about that, about an 18-year-old being able to do this. As I said, if your parents buy you a gun, go hunting, for whatever reason, I don't care. It's the parents' legal right. But when you're 18, all you know are raging hormones and who's the cutest girl in school. And you might, if you're responsible, know that going to college might be a good thing, but in this day and age, it might be a harmful thing to you. You might simply want to go start working on your career in sales somewhere for someone because that's what you're going to do when you get out of college, unless you're going to professional school. Now, that would be different. So that's important to me. I I think we need to focus on that. That makes sense. The outcry that you'll hear, and you already are hearing it, led by this nitwit in the White House, is that somehow the NRA is at fault. Somehow responsible citizens who own guns are at fault, and their rights should be curbed or taken away. Somehow it has nothing to do with the evil that was perpetrated by this psychopath. Has nothing to do with any of that. It has to do only with the gun and the gun laws. This is the kind of crap they push. Let me tell you what else it has to do with. It has to do with securing the schools. How many times do we have to tell this? Many of these schools put signs out in front of them. Gun-free zone. Well, I've never seen such an engraved invitation to a psychopath in my life. Come on in. We're not going to shoot you. Kill as many as you want. The liberals think it's wrong of us to carry guns. So we won't defend ourselves. Come on in. Join the party. The killing party. If the blood of these children are on anyone's hands, it's on the hands of liberal politicians. That's whose hands it's on. Who want to somehow make it uncomfortable or not popular to defend and protect school children. We protect banks, protect our money, but we don't protect the kids. Most of these schools have what they call a school resource officer. Well, he's usually talking to the kids and in some cases running from the assailant like he did in Florida. So you can put cowards in there. But my idea has long been a simple one. Tons of retired police officers, tons of retired military veterans, many of whom would like nothing more than to engage with young people and help protect them with their expertise and and maybe get a small stipend for it. Don't tell me that we don't have money to pay retired policemen or retired military veterans to guard our schools. Don't tell me that. I don't want to hear it. 
We have $40 billion to send to Ukraine. You're going to hear Andrew Pollack talk about that a little later. He's the father of Meadow Pollack. She was murdered in Florida at that public school. We had Andrew on our show shortly after that had happened. But these schools need to be secured, and I am a, a, a tremendously staunch advocate of teachers being armed, those that want to. You don't force them, but those that want to, those who are trained at handling a firearm should have one in their desk if they so choose. And I got news for you. You want deterrent? When that punk psychopath grabs daddy's guns or wherever he gets them and heads to a school, he isn't going to choose one where there are retired cops and military guarding every entrance and exit to the school, as well as armed teachers. That ain't going to be the tactic he'll use. And stop with the nonsense about metal detectors. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of in my life. So if this kid yesterday would have gone through the school and there was a metal detector, oh, the metal detector would have gone off, and then he would have killed anybody who came to look what was going on. It's way too late with a metal detector. And the reason these schools need to be guarded and the teachers need to be armed is because the police, as unbelievably good as they are to get there within a minute, count to 60 right now, 1,001, 1,002. And how many kids you can kill in that minute? A whole lot. So a minute sounds impressive, and it is on the part of the police. It's extremely impressive. But it's not quick enough in these situations. Someone has to already be there to deter the psychos. You see a guy pull up to your school, if you're... a retired police or retired military, and you see him get out with the scream mask and the, and the outfit on, carrying a couple of guns, what are you going to do? You're going to immediately stop him, order him to drop his guns, and if he doesn't, you're going to kill him. Simple. Stuff isn't brain surgery. It's simple. But our politicians would rather argue about gun control rather than argue about securing the schools and finding the funding to do it. You don't have to look hard. $40 billion to Ukraine, that would take care of it. So it isn't less guns, and it's not the guns' fault. It's more guns in the proper hands. And it's using our wonderfully wonderful people who are retired police and military who would love nothing more than to do this. Go ahead and sample the people who are retired. Ask them what they think. Go ahead and ask them. This culture has diminished the value of life so tremendously that the souls of these people who do this are beyond what we could ever imagine. What we could ever imagine. It's scary. It's very scary. But that's how you take care of them, right out in the parking lot. And you don't play patty cake with them. You kill them. You shoot them dead. If they don't drop the weapon, that's their choice. Their choice was to go meet their maker. I doubt if it's going to be the one they want. But it's simple. This is not hard. This guy killed his grandma. The guy at Sandy Hook killed his mom. These are nutcases. 
I'm a firm believer they don't belong on this earth. So if they got to go, what better way than to blow them away in the parking lot before they can do any damage? Oh, those gun control freaks will go crazy. Oh, my God, he wants to blow this guy away. You're damn right I do, before he blows your kid away. Because that's what he's going to do. He's going to blow your kid away. Good morning, Rich. You're on with us on the Kevin Slayton Window World show. How are you? Window World Kings Court. I'm all bamboozled because I want to shoot these people. I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you doing? I couldn't be doing better except for the tragic news. Yeah, that was terrible. I watched it all afternoon yesterday. Look, you talk, you brought up a couple of good points. Number number one, let me tell you this. When you talk about new gun laws and blah, 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 they got enough gun laws. They need to start enforcing the gun laws. Absolutely. You cannot even realize or believe how many times our drug unit alone have come across in their, in, in their undercover drug buys or sending CIs in or whatever, how many guys that they've bought drugs from who were convicted felons that were in possession of guns when they made the buys, the guys in the DTU drug tax unit make the arrest, and the state's attorneys find some reason not to charge that person and send them back to prison. That's, that's one example of, of, of not enforcing current gun laws. People in cars caught with guns, it's under the front seat. It's in the glove box. Well, there's two people in the car. We don't know which one actually owns the gun because they both said, it's not my gun. I don't know where the gun came from. <laughs> These are examples of not enforcing current gun laws. Just a couple, Kevin, right off the bat. Yeah, and, and that's all we need. We have plenty. They're on the books. Enforce them. You don't want to enforce them. Instead, the politicians want to just keep screaming for more, more gun laws that don't work. Chicago has some what of the strictest gun laws. Well, Chicago has some of the strictest gun laws in the country. How's it working up there? Exactly. What good are gun laws if you're not going to enforce them? Don't have them. Don't need them. Exactly. If you're not going to enforce them, why have Don't have a speed limit. If you're going to let everybody drive 90 miles an hour, what are you posting a speed limit for? Thank you. And, and let me tell you something about when it comes to retired cops working in these schools. I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm more than ready and willing right now. My, my, my grandkids, two of them go to a, to a private Catholic school here in town. You tell me, you don't have to pay me cash or money to work at that school or sit at that entrance of that school. Here's all I ask. Depending on how many days a, work, a week I work, you give a percentage discount to my son and daughter-in-law to their, for their two girls to go to school there. Now, what is that minute cost going to have them <laughs> to have a – I'm a firearms instructor. I just went to training yesterday through our sheriff's department. They have simulators that have 360-degree panels with videos running on them. We handled an armed robbery. We handled a active shooter in a, in, in a business, in a factory warehouse. We handled the disturbance at a park between a, a wife, her husband, and a, and a girlfriend. She went to the car. I, look, the, 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 me and another guy were both retired cops. The instructor, when we got done going through all the scenarios, said the fastest response times in kill shots before the suspect even got a shot off at either us or, or the, in the one example, the girl shooting at her husband because he was at the park with a girlfriend. She went to her car, got a first, got her first out of the car. As soon as she pulled the gun, she was shot. Our response time was so quick 
quicker than these young guys and these rookies because we were seasoned veterans that have been doing this for years. We know how to do our job and how to how to stop these people from killing everybody else. And that's why I and I'm so happy to hear you say that as a retired police officer that you've come up with a great idea how to pay for these. Uh, officers and these military veterans, and I don't mean at the front door of the school. I mean at every entrance and exit of the school because you can't just cover one. You have to have these guys stationed at every entrance and exit, and you pay for it, like you just said, tuition discounts for the parents if the, if those are their grandparents or their or their parents or, or their kids going there, grandkids or kids. And the other way is to just make money available through Congress as well. Both ways will certainly fund these efforts to keep the kids safe. As I said, we keep banks safe. We can put $40 billion to Ukraine to keep those people safe. What about our kids? We don't give a shit about them. Excuse my language. But we don't. Well, I shouldn't say we don't. Biden doesn't. And the political hacks in Washington don't. The Dick Durbins of the world. They don't care about the kids. None of them do. None of the Republicans. None of the Republicans care either. Because I haven't heard one of them suggest it. Not one. Nope. How many billions of dollars, and my, and my wife Nancy brought this up yesterday afternoon when she got home from work, how many billions of dollars were sent to school districts because of their COVID money that they gave them? What are they doing with the money? Is yeah. it still sitting in their account? It's Why sitting there. Why are they securing the doors? You can't. Look, my granddaughter, I'm on the list to go pick them up if something happens to them at their daycare center. When they're out of school, they're at daycare. Their mother or father calls and tells them, Grandpa, Rick is going to pick up the daughters. I show up. You ring the doorbell at the door. There's a speaker there. The The employee comes to the door, verifies who you are, and you still wait outside. You don't get inside the daycare. They bring your granddaughters or your child to the door and open the door and let them out. You can do that at a daycare center. But you can't protect kids in a school with all the millions of dollars these school districts have across this country. Give give me a break, Kevin. No, you're 100% right, and so is your wife, about the COVID money. The COVID money is just sitting there. It's unspent. About 90% of it is unspent. What are they doing with it? Are they going to pocket it? Of course, that's what we know politicians do. So, and, And school administrators, I'm sure if they could get their little grubby hands on it, they'll take it too. So it's not these are not the like Trump said Mexico's not sending their best to us and of course they lied about what he said and I say this we don't elect our best to political office and we don't have our best on school boards or in school administration jobs of course there are exceptions but we don't have our best there most of the time Thank you thank you I I, I couldn't wait till the second hour to call Kevin That's all right I, I, I just had to call now I'm glad to hear how quickly you would volunteer to do this. That's what I, that's what I figured retired police and retired military would do because first of all, a lot of them are just hanging around and they don't have any, any way to keep themselves busy. And this would be spectacular and they would become young again because they're engaging with young kids. Exactly. There's nothing better than making that offer. You can't tell all the retired cops throughout all these cities and all these towns. These guys would jump at the chance to go to have something to do during the day. And, and still do a service to their community and protect their kids wherever they live. Absolutely. It even it gets uh, to me, man. It does. It pisses me, me off, but it gets me emotional, too. It even gets me worse when I hear all the excuses are all, well, we got to do this, we got to do that. Stop saying what we got to do, we got to do this. 
start doing it. Right. And and I don't want, ever want to hear one of these hacks again say, well, you know, we've learned from this. You haven't learned crap because no. you haven't done anything. So you haven't learned anything except how to be a liar and how to deceive people and how to steal as much money in as many elections as you can steal. That's all you've learned. How many, how many times did you hear him bring up Sandy Hill and blah, 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 10 years ago this? What have you done since then? And they didn't Nothing. do anything then. <laughs> they no. didn't do anything then no. to secure the schools. Look at the school in Florida. Look at this school in Texas. They didn't do anything exactly. to help those after the Sandy Hook uh, massacre. <laughs> Not a thing. Nope. Great stuff, Rich. I'll, I'll let you get back to your regular show, Kevin. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Thank you. We appreciate that. Folks, Bye. Folks, I believe that uh, Rich is a hero, and I believe that there are heroes exactly like him waiting to help. All they need to do is be asked. They'd come running to help. That's what veterans are. That's what retired cops are. Again, they got there in a minute, but that's not enough. You can't be humanly faster than that. But the carnage somebody can do with a gun that has 30 magazine clip or however many he had is unconscionable. So he has to be stopped in the parking lot. And the police aren't going to be able to do that. They're not patrolling every parking lot 24-7. But experts, guys that are trained like Rich, who you just heard, trained in this kind of stuff. They're sitting at the front door, and this clown gets out of that car. He's not going to get 10 feet. Who could be against that? I mean, truthfully, who could be against it? I'll tell you who. Liberals, Democrats, that's who's against it. They're against it. And people that were just are just retired from their jobs, even if they're not police or veterans, I guarantee you they'd be willing to go through the training. If you, got, if you had a manpower shortage, guarantee it. Steve is up. Hello, Steve. Kevin, good morning, brother. How you doing? I am doing great. How about yourself? Good. Uh, sorry I missed you last weekend, buddy, but uh, I want to call about this uh, gun shooting also. Kevin, one thing that amazes me is this happened in Texas. You know, usually that's a place where people... <laughs> Not only are they all armed, but they're willing to do what's necessary to do. Uh, but, Kevin, this bullcrap of uh, funds for uh, not having funds to do this or not a will to arm these schools or hire these type of veterans or police people that you're talking about is crap because we know the money is there. They use it for teaching kids how to be transgenders and how to uh, critical race theory and all this bull crap that this money goes to. But more importantly, Kevin, we've always got to look at stopping it where it starts. And where it starts is in Washington, D.C., and the political hacks that we have up there. And I'm going to be one of the first to say that, say this, Kevin, but there needs to be something happen to eliminate these people. I don't know, Revolutionary War, Civil War, I don't know what it is, but what the hell is going to take the people of this country to finally wake up like they did in 1776 and say, we had enough of this shit. It's time to go out and start a war over this crap. Yeah, every every, every, every time I hear somebody like 
heals up heresy. Enough is enough. You're right. Yeah. Enough of your crap is enough. Enough That's of right. your non-action is enough. And by non-action, I don't mean gun control laws. I mean securing the schools. There, that's the non-action. Not one president yeah. has ever attempted to get to the bottom of this except Donald Trump. After the Marjorie Taylor Stoneham uh, uh, shooting in Florida, he had parents come, school administrators come, law enforcement come to the White House, and they had a forum on it. And yet, Congress won't act. They won't provide funding. They don't even suggest it to fund security for schools. It's Andrew Pollack... You're going to hear from him a little bit later. Was on my show after the Florida shooting when his daughter was murdered, and he said, as he was talking to me, he goes for walks in the morning now, and as he was talking to me, he was walking right past a school that had the gates wide open, no security. This is within walking distance of his daughter's murder site. They just don't care. I don't know what the hell is wrong with these people, but have you ever seen the movie Hell or High Water? I have not. Uh, it's it's kind of a good movie. Chris Pine's in it, but uh, basically these guys robbing banks in Texas, and they they chose one bank, and all the all the citizens were armed outside, started shooting at them when they came out. <laughs> That's why I'm amazed that this happened in Texas, uh, of all places, because a lot of them are gun owners, and even some of their teachers down there, I'm sure, are gun owners. Well, yeah, that's the problem. See, but nobody at the school is armed. And so there's right. your problem. It doesn't matter if it's Texas or Rhode Island, liberal or conservative. If you've got a nut on the loose and you don't have the place armed, then there is no security. Yeah. You know, yeah, what are you going to exactly do? Right. Punch him in the mouth while he's shooting the hell out of you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can all, we, we, we all understand that this is a level of evil that we, we can't comprehend, but that, that's just, that's a given. Okay. We, we, I don't want to hear any of these politicians talking about that anymore either because they really don't care. The bottom line is they don't care about these kids, and people are going to say, well, that's awfully harsh. It's true. I don't care if it's harsh or not. It's true. And if they did care, they'd make sure the schools were secured. You're right, Kevin. And like you said, Donald Trump had a forum uh, talking to these people, trying to do something about it. But the problem, Kevin, Congress. They won't allocate the money for it because they don't give a damn about it. No. And these They need to be gone, these people up there now. It's time for this country to wake up and start doing something. And I don't know what else it's going to take, Kevin, because nothing else they're doing is working. It's going to take a lot. Good yeah. stuff, Steve. Kevin, have, a, have a great day. Carpe diem. Carpe diem to you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, it's it's going to take a lot. Unfortunately, like I said, I don't hear any Republicans. Where's Josh Hawley this morning? Why isn't he in front of a microphone telling the whole world that the United States Congress needs to secure funding immediately in an emergency session to provide for the security of any school in this country. Why not? Where are you, Josh? It's a simple solution. We've just gone through it, every detail of it. It's easy if you want to do it, but they don't want to do it. It's hard to comprehend that. It's hard to wrap your head around that. We'd rather have a guy, Biden, who's decided to play more politics. He's issuing executive orders today that curbs policing. Of course, he's trying to commemorate the George Floyd anniversary. Why don't we just be honest about it? Let's call it George Floyd Day and give everybody a holiday. 
Because that's what we do in this country. We honor thugs. We honor drug dealers. We honor thugs who try to kill women who are pregnant if they don't give them drugs. That's what we do. So let's just call it a holiday. George Floyd Day. We've had nothing but ongoing violent crime ever since. People like Biden decided to defund police and that imbecile in New York. But Biden's even going to create a national registry of cops who were fired for misconduct. What is that going to solve? This guy is so pathetic. So pathetic. Now, when people say, well, some of the teachers, they they won't be armed because they just don't believe in it, I say, fine. I don't care whether they want to or not, but the other ones who want to are going to be armed. And if those two teachers yesterday had been armed, they'd be alive. If they had retired cops and military at the door, all those kids would be alive. Don't tell me it's not preventable. Don't tell me, well, it's just some whack job. You know, how are we going to stop him? How are we going to identify him? Well, apparently it's easy to identify this guy. He was all over social media calling different girls, telling them, even though they didn't even know him, how or contacting him. I don't know if he called them. They didn't even know him. And he's telling them what he's going to do. and So why? They're easy to spot. But spotting them isn't the problem. Stopping them is. And that's not a problem if you secure the schools. Governor Abbott spoke in Texas shortly after the shooting yesterday and touched all the right topics. Uh, the shooter was uh, Salvador Romas, uh, an 18-year-old male who resided in Uvalde. Uh, it's believed that he abandoned his vehicle and entered into uh, the Robb Elementary School in Uvalde with, with a handgun, and he may have also had a rifle, but that is not yet confirmed according to my most recent report. Uh, he shot and killed horrifically, incomprehensibly, uh, 14 students uh, and killed a teacher. Uh, Mr. Uh, Romas, the shooter, uh, he is... he. Uh, he himself uh, is deceased uh, and is believed that responding officers killed him. And the responding officers did kill him. And uh, Sheriff Rich has sent a note to the show here. He says that he's a firearms instructor. There are at least 10 firearms instructors at the St. Clair County, Illinois, uh, precinct alone. Almost every police department has firearms instructors. Let us provide training for as many school teachers and administrators that want the training. And, you know, there there can be lockboxes at the schools for the guns. When I say the teachers can keep them in their desks, well, they can keep them locked. And as soon as something's going on, you immediately unlock and take your gun out. And you protect every one of those kids and you in your classroom. It isn't that hard. But... Do we think anything will happen? No, I don't. The liberals will push for gun control. All the TV people and the Republicans will say how heartbroken they are because they're all heartbroken. And that will go on for a few days, and then we'll ignore it, just as we did after Florida, just as we did after Sandy Hook. So, Harris, we're all asking when is enough enough, and apparently it's never enough for you people. This was Biden last night. Again, as I said at the top of the show, you're the president. 
in name only. You're supposed to unite the country in times of grief. You're supposed to bring us together and comfort. Did you do that? If you didn't see the address, here's a big part of it. When he decided he'd start screaming and yelling, I guess he had lost his meds, about gun control. And count how many times he says, for God's sake, as if that makes it any better. For God's sake. Oh, then we better get gun control. I mean, for God's sake, let's take everybody's gun away. I am sick and tired of it. We have to act. And don't tell me. We can't have an impact on this carnage. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons. It's just wrong. What in God's name do you need an assault weapon for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies? It's time to turn this pain into action for every parent, for every citizen in this country. We have to make it clear to every elected official in this country. It's time to act. It's time for those who obstruct or delay or block the common sense gun laws. We need to let you know that we will not forget. boy. While parents are grieving the loss of their children and uh, relatives and friends and a whole nation's grieving, this bastard threatens politicians who disagree with him. Will remember. F you. Who are you? You're sick and tired of it? I'm sick and tired of you. So is everybody else. We're sick and tired of you, for God's sake. Your favorite phrase, for God's sake. When will you take action? When will you secure the schools? He says, don't give me any of this. We can't prevent it. I'm, I'm telling you right now, you can prevent it, but not with your idea. Your idea won't prevent anything. Gun control laws. What's that going to prevent? Crackpots don't obey laws. So the more laws you make, the more they laugh. But here's what they don't laugh at. An armed security guard at the front of the school and at every entrance and exit to the school ready to take you out. Now that's not funny to them. Gun control laws are. Encountering a teacher in the hallway who has a gun ready to blow your head off. That's not funny to them. So they're not going to do it. But they, it is funny when you talk about gun control laws. And I thought Tucker Carlson's reaction to Biden's address was spot on. Short, to the point, and 100% correct. 
President of the United States, frail, confused, bitterly partisan, desecrating the memory of recently murdered children with tired talking points from the Democratic Party, dividing the country in a moment of deep pain rather than uniting, his voice rising amplified only as he repeats the talking points he repeated for over 35 years in the United States Senate, partisan politics being the only thing that animates him, unfit for leadership of this country unfit for leadership of this country. And he's right. Partisan politics is the only thing that gets him to start screaming. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I can't stand it. I can't stand him. He's sick and tired of it. This whole country is sick and tired of you and everything you do. And he talks about an 18-year-old kid going in and buying two assault weapons. As I said, there's no such thing as an assault weapon. But according to Governor Abbott, he had a pistol and a rifle. Now, I don't know what he meant by rifle. It could have been uh, an AR-15. I don't know. But he also said a pistol. So the lie that Biden told remains a lie. I think we all need guns to protect ourselves from Biden and his torturous policies that are ruining the country. That's who needs weapons. We do. And earlier in the day, that budding genius, Heels Up Horace, was addressing some group of politicians, some hacks, why I don't know, when the news came to her, and oh my goodness, she talked about everything, including a nexus. She doesn't know what a nexus is. Somebody ought to have her by the nexus. And here's her line of crap. I would normally say in a moment like this, we would all say naturally that our hearts break. But our hearts keep getting broken. You know, I think so many, there's so many elected leaders in this room, you know what I'm talking about. Every time a a tragedy like this happens, our hearts break. And our broken hearts are nothing compared to the broken hearts of those families. And yet it keeps happening. So I think we all know and have said many times with each other, enough is enough. Enough is enough. As a nation, we have to have the courage to take action and understand the nexus between what makes for reasonable and sensible public policy to ensure something like this never happens again. She is the most delusional person I've ever listened to. She's more delusional than Biden. Biden's just parroting lies that his speechmakers write for him that Obama okayed. This dumbass says... We need gun control laws to ensure this never happens again. I just told you that criminals laugh at your laws, you stupid ass. How is that going to stop anybody from doing what this guy did yesterday? What stops an assailant is deterrence. Not a law. That's not a deterrent. If I snap and I want to kill a bunch of people, do you think I'm going to sit there and go... But the law says I shouldn't, so I guess I won't. But if I have any hope to live and I show up at a school or a supermarket or a synagogue or a church 
And I see guys there with guns who are trained. Eh, not such a good idea. I'll, I'll think this over. It's the only way. And that doesn't ensure that it will never happen again. But I'll tell you what. It'll sure as hell make it difficult for it to ever happen again. And there isn't any doubt about that. Dave is up. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Hey, Kevin. Good morning. You know what, Kevin? It seems like these assholes think that they can do, like that Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report, where they can just go arrest somebody before they commit a crime. It doesn't work that easy. You can't predict, in most cases, what someone's going to do. Yeah, you can follow them, but these red flag laws are all bullshit too, okay? You cannot, just because you think somebody's going to do something, you can't violate their rights. Now, I'm not saying that these people shouldn't be sent to where they're, they're at, like this piece of crap, good, no trials wasted on this guy. But, Kevin, like you said, uh, Sheriff Over, and I mean, common sense, don't leave the schools unprotected. You'd think that would be very simple. Impress that point upon people. It isn't that hard. It's very common sense. And yet it doesn't serve a political agenda. And, you know, Kevin, the thing that sickens me is all these yahoos that are always screaming gun control, gun control, gun control, all have an artillery and an army behind them (laughs) armed to the T. Oh, yeah, they do. And you and I are paying for it. No, it's a simple, this is not a difficult thing. People are running around scratching their heads like, oh my God, what can we do? It's so simple. It's not even funny. It's like a slap in the face. You know, get some sense to you. Smack. It's real easy, you jackasses. Well, how do you secure your home? Do you secure your home by leaving the doors wide open and your garage wide open, your garage door wide open at night? Is that how you secure your home? No. You keep yourself protected by locking the doors and keeping your garage door closed. And if you are a legal gun owner, you also secure your home with a legal gun. But you don't have to have a gun to secure your home. You can go ahead and secure it as well as you can with locks, and if someone wants to shoot their way in, unless you have a gun, you're a goner. But my point is you don't invite them in. You don't put a sign out in front of your yard that says, by the way, I don't own a gun. And you brought up a phenomenal point. When someone's beat to death with a baseball bat, we don't call it an assault bat, or if someone's killed with a car, we don't call it. This is just all fluff and BS that these a-holes want to try to make sound good. It's all politics. Okay. Yep. It's all. Uh, uh, you, uh, calling yeah. it an assault weapon is their way of throwing that phrase into the lexicon of America. It's not true. There's no such thing. But how many people do you know who call it assault weapon? A lot. A ton. And, Kevin, okay, here, let's get back. Let's get this straight, too. Stupid. We know you're listening up in the White House, right, before you poop your pants. It doesn't make a difference if they have a 100-capacity magazine or if they have five. If they are a proficient shot, it's about shot placement, not the number of rounds you have. I, I would disagree with that. Uh, if, well, I, if I've got five rounds or 100 rounds, I can kill a lot more with 100. Well, the point I was going to make, Kevin, if you are proficient, I, I agree with you. Well, you can if kill five if you're proficient, but I can kill 100. Uh, with 100 rounds, I can kill 40 or 50 easily just by spraying the whole area. And, and, the, and the, point of, the point to that is you don't have much time if you're, the, if you're the murderer. You know the cops are coming. So you don't have much time, and the more you have, the, the less you have to 
reload, the better chance you have of killing more. I, I, you're absolutely correct. But also, too, if you're a if you're proficient with it, yes, you can still take out more with a five round magazine. Yes, a hundred round magazine. Yeah, you can absolutely do some carnage. Uh, again, stupid. The reason most people stupid's to Biden. Why do most people have high capacity magazines when they go shooting? Most people, myself included, have high capacity magazines for shooting at a at a range. That's why. You know, I I I have high capacity magazines for handguns, for ARs. Um, you've never heard me losing my shit and going out and shooting people. Well, why is that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because. I abide by the laws. Well, even if you don't, though, we're not talking about law, law, law-abiding people. We're talking about crazies. But my point to that is they're not going to do it if there's a deterrent waiting for them in the parking lot or at the front door. That, that's going to end it. I can promise you this. While I can never say that it would ensure that it never happens again like that nitwit pea brain Harris just suggested, I can tell you that, that it will not happen very often if these schools are armed, if these schools are secured. It won't happen very often. In fact, I can yeah. tell you this, it won't happen. It will never happen again in terms of them getting into the school. They might come, that might happen again, but they'll never get into the school again. It's just like the cockpits. Once they secured the cockpits after 9-11, have you heard of anybody getting into a cockpit? No. No, of course not. Nobody's going to get into the schools anymore, so I am actually ensuring that this will never happen again. Some lunatic never. might show up. But he'll meet his maker on the parking lot, not inside the school after he's killed people. Do you remember when we, we had a judge shot at here in St. Louis County? What did they do? They totally overhauled the courts to where everybody goes through their briefcases and all that stuff. Did they did they stop that? Absolutely they did. Again, my friend, you're using way too much common sense. Those retards, both Democrat and Republican, up in uh, – you know what, Kevin? The bad part about it is when the terrorists hit – 9-11, it's a damn shame they didn't take everyone out yeah. in the U.S. Capitol. I used to joke, I, I used to joke, what, what did you miss the Capitol for? You know, the, what, the hell with the Pentagon. It's the Capitol or this country. But they don't want to kill the politicians. The terrorists don't. They know they're effed up and they eff up this country every day. You know why, you know why these politicians aren't adopting these common sense tactics that we're suggesting here? Because if A, they would work. And B, they have to weigh the politics before they do anything. Rather than secure kids' lives, they want to weigh politics. It's unbelievable. It's unconscionable behavior. Josh Hawley, you can go F off. You haven't said a god dang word yet. Not one nope. word about securing schools. Not a word. Nothing. Nothing. Why is that? Because his kids are protected. And he's a coward. That's why. He's a political Absolutely. coward. Kevin, thank you very much. I love the show as always. And... Uh, now, now that you're on many platforms, your voice will be heard, and these assholes will start listening. And somebody, hopefully somebody, we know President Trump knows what to do. We need him back more than ever. God, please save the country. Kevin, take care. Have a great day. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. P- appreciate it. I can tell you that Hannity's listening. And I found out how. A friend of mine is on Truth Social, and he posts about the show every day, and Hannity is on Truth Social. So Hannity is listening to the show. That's how he came up with my solution word for word verbatim in guarding these schools with veterans and retired military. It's so simple. So simple. 
but no politician will adopt it, including Juliet Kayyem, who's the former assistant secretary of Homeland Security under Obama. She's very quick to tell us that because of this mass murder, we should leave the borders open. Go ahead and try to make that nexus heals up, Harris. From an investigation standpoint, I'm going to do what the facts uh, tell me now. So I've got demographics, first of all, an 80% Hispanic school district. So the most important thing for the federal government to do right now is to say there will be no immigration enforcement during this period in that er- area. It is It has a large immigration population. You want parents with their kids. You don't want people hiding right now. And we need to make that clear ASAP because of the political issues in Texas. That woman needs to be put behind bars. She's dangerous with her stupidity. That stupidity level is something I've never heard of before. She really thinks she's smart. Her concept, if you followed her, is this. Because there's a mass murder in Texas at a predominantly uh, Hispanic area, the border should be open for business for any criminal, any thug who wants to cross over and kill more people. Because after all, we don't want to offend the Hispanic community. These white women and men that are liberals think they know what the Hispanic community and the black community want. They do not. They are so out of touch with those people, it's scary. Time after time after time, you've heard Hispanic people say, secure the border. This lunatic thinks that a mass killing is reason to keep the border open, which makes me think, Go ahead and call me a conspiracy theorist if you'd like, but it's because these liberals are so corrupt that I think these things. If that's a way to keep the border open, since Title 42 is reinstated, I'd love to know where this gunman came from. Is he a hired hit by the liberals? That's a question that needs asking. In normal times, you wouldn't ask that. But when some loon like this wench suggests this means we should leave the border open, There's a connection somewhere. There's a nexus. How insane do you have to be? Judge Jeanine Pirro responded to that dumbass. Some people are so ideologically rigid that they will use anything, anything to bootstrap their political ideology, in this case, you know, to basically open the borders. And that is a sad, disgusting commentary when the thing that they are bootstrapping here is the is the unthinkable murder of 18 children, 7, 8, and 9 years old. And you can even think about immigration enforcement and use exactly. these children to catapult into an argument for that. Who thinks of immigration? She's right. How would you even think of anything except sadness with this massacre? That should be your only thought. And your second thought should be, how do we stop it? We solved that for you. So you don't even have to give it any more thought. I'd love for anybody to debate the merits of the plan I put in place this morning and before as to how to stop these school shootings. I'd love to hear it. Tell me tell me where the holes are in my theory. Love to hear it. Love to. Monica Crowley, who worked in the Trump administration, had choice words for Biden after his address, and she was on target. 
One of the president, any president's many jobs is in a time of tragedy, in a time of this kind of crime, is to unite the country in our grief and reflect and remember the lost souls and grieve together as a nation. And any effective president does that very well. You think of President Reagan, you think of President Trump. And look, evil exists. Uh, it's on the march in, in this country and around the world. And so it would have been very nice and very appropriate to have an American president tonight give that kind of message, a message of uniting the country. Instead, what we got from this president was a hack of a speech. I mean, Joe Biden has always been a hack, and it's one thing when you're a U.S. senator, but it's another thing to be a hack when you're an American president in a time of grief. And we got a grotesque display of, of rank partisanship and a plea for gun control. I mean, he was already wading into policy arguments. Carpe diem, Monica Crowley. I miss her on Fox. I wish she'd be on there more regularly. Smart lady. And boy, did she hit it on Biden. Right on target. He's always been a hack. But it's one thing to be a hack when you're a senator and another when you're trying to unify a country after a tragedy as a president. But a hack is a hack is a hack, I always say. So there's nothing changes this guy. And that dumbass wife is standing over there with her black dress on and her black mask. Shut up with your mask. You people annoy the crap out of me. How about this jerk-off Joaquin Castro, this loon that ran for president and got what? He tried to buy everybody off. I'll give all of you $1,000 if you vote for me. Listen to this idiot. He doesn't want to secure the schools. If I, Do I have the right guy? Was that Castro? I think it was. But he says no to securing the schools. No, no reason to secure the schools when we could get more gun control laws out there. The answer is not to arm teachers and create an even more dangerous situation by having a lot more people with guns there. And the state legislature, the Republican majority, have made it more dangerous in Texas by making it a lot easier for people to get weapons that can kill a bunch of people. Wow. Put that nut in in prison. He's a traitor to the country. Don't arm more people where a lot more people can shoot. What? I mean, these people really believe that they're someday going to get everybody's guns away. They really believe that. I don't know about you, but everybody I know that has guns will fight them to the death. They're not getting their guns. That ain't happening. Charlie Hurt, who's another wise guy, Talked about Biden and this congressman, Castro, who thinks we shouldn't secure the schools. Charlie Hurt is spot on. Listen to how quickly he went to uh, a divisive political smash and grab, which these people do every single time there's a tragedy in this country. They exploit it to their own personal political benefit. And it is so despicable. And to listen to that congressman talk about that, uh, you know, the idea that you know, the only thing that saved more children from dying was that you had a, a, ver- a heroic Border Patrol agent and other officers in that school who were armed and they shot the guy dead. And, and that's what stopped the carnage. And for the, for these guys to sit here and flippantly dismiss 
the idea of hardening schools. Obviously, it's not their children, but the idea that they would take this opportunity to to try to score political points is so beyond despicable. It's and and I and, and you know I, it's sort of it's disgusting just to have to even respond to it. It's now, so right. despicable. He's so right. It's disgusting to respond to these kind of people. This Castro should have his children in a school where there's a mass shooting. See how he likes it. See if he would have thought it would be a better idea to have somebody there armed. These people are all cowards. They're gutless cowards. They mouth off because it's not their kid. And that's the only reason they mouth off. They'll change real fast if it's one of their kids or one of their neighbor's kids. It's unbelievable. But it's just disgusting. And as Charlie Hurt said, it's despicable. Just despicable. I don't know what you do with those people. Man, oh, man. So where do we go from here? Andrew Pollack is the father of Meadow Pollack, who was murdered in Florida. He's a very smart man. He's actually doing things to help secure the schools in Florida. And he understands that it's common sense just like we do. And it aggravates him and angers him beyond compare. I'm so angry that I'm practically shaking right now uh, at what happened, what these parents have to deal with. And just thinking that my daughter was murdered and we put a commission in Florida together to look into all the failures. And this district in Texas didn't learn anything of what happened with my daughter. How hard could it be? to have a single point of entry and on uh, policemen or highly trained teachers at the school. Even the single point of entry uh, would prevent it. And it just angers me. This thing that has to happen today. No, it did not. And it angers me too. Because we've been talking about this for a while since the Marjorie Stoneman murder of his daughter and dozens of others. Why? Why has action not been taken? Because political hacks only want to talk about gun control as being the only action. Andrew Pollack noticed that $40 billion was going to Ukraine, but not to securing the schools. $40 billion to send over to Ukraine to protect their borders, but we can't protect our children in our, in, in our country. What are our children worth? How much money could that $40 billion, how far could that have went? How many policemen could we have paid with $40 billion to be at schools? Or to put in the glass that we need, or the metal detectors in some of these, in some areas, or bulletproof glass. What could we have done with that forty billion? So when you hear politicians, whether either side they are, either side they voted to send that forty billion to Ukraine, and we could use it here in this country. Americans are suffering, you know. And look what happened now at this school. It really angers me because I don't want to hear that we don't have budget to protect our children. That's that's not right. He's completely right. As I said earlier, don't even tell me that. I don't want to hear that. We have the resources. As is typical in Congress, though, they blow the money on stupid stuff, usually something that will line their pockets. But we have all this COVID money designated for these schools, and it's just sitting there. How can anybody justify that? 
And until our problems are taken care of here, quit sending billions of dollars anywhere else. I said earlier that this is a watershed day because I actually agree with Geraldo. Here's the point he was making. How can you buy an assault weapon on your 18th birthday when you cannot buy a beer? It does not make any sense. I've spoken with President Trump about this. Why not have a juvenile assault weapons ban? Why can't the NRA get behind? If you can't buy a beer, you can't buy an assault weapon. Why is that un-American? How does that violate the Second Amendment? So what? So what? So what? So what? So what? You're 18 years old. Can you can you buy a can you buy a beer? Answer no. Why can't you buy a beer? Because society in its infinite wisdom has determined that you're not answering my point. At 18 year old, Geraldo, my question remains: How can you be too young to buy a beer? Why do you not? Why do you believe? That devolves into a zoo every time Bongino and Geraldo are on. Usually, Geraldo's full of crap. But I agree with that. Now, I don't agree with him calling it an assault weapon because it, it isn't. Again, there's no such thing. But the argument will be made that an 18-year-old can go fight for his country. Yeah, he can. doesn't have to. That's his choice. That doesn't mean that any law here in the United States is open for him to break. Now, there isn't a law banning an 18-year-old from buying a gun legally. I wish there was. Because 18-year-olds aren't, as Geraldo made, a pretty good point. The reason they can't get a beer is because society has determined that they're not ready to handle it. And if you've ever seen an 18-year-old drunk, you understand. Now let's compound that by letting that same idiotic, immature 18-year-old have access to weapons. Again, my point is, if mom or dad buys the gun for him, That's perfectly fine in my ideas. That's their legal right. But they're not 18. Now, this kid didn't buy two assault weapons on his birth date, so Geraldo had all the facts wrong, which is typical him. But I think the point is a good one. I do. If you can't have a beer, why can't you have a gun? Well, we can go fight for our country. Well, sure you can, but that's your choice. It's just like these liberals who claim, well, it's a woman's right to have an abortion. No, it's not a woman's right to murder. They keep forgetting that murder is illegal. That, that's the problem with liberals. Well, we have our rights. No, you don't. Not in this country. Murder isn't legal. In fact, I don't know where murder is legal. But liberals think it's permissible here if you're a woman and if you want to kill a baby. They're nuts. I think Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor of Texas, said it best when he talked about, at this moment, throw the politics out the window and let's talk about faith. When I've been through all of these funerals and services over these years, the one thing I have seen is people standing on the rock of their faith. And that's hard today. You know, these people who are going through this now, these parents and grandparents, they have to understand we're going to walk with them. Greg Abbott, myself, the legislature, Republicans, Democrats, Texans, 29 million of us, we're going to walk with them. But I see real faith. Right? And, and what do you have in the absence of faith? You have no hope. And I realize not everyone's a believer, and, and I understand that. I'm just telling you that, that it's times like this where you realize how strong your faith is. And some people realize for the first time 
They need God. What else? This was a country founded on faith. And that's why together we have to come together as a people. Don't politicize it. Don't point fingers. We'll figure all this out afterwards and, and we'll do better and everyone will learn from it. But right now, we have to say, who are we as a country? Who are we as a people? I believe in God. I believe God will be with these families. That's saying it about as well as you could say it, right? It really is. Good for him. I'm glad he stood on that rock and talked about how when he goes to these funerals, that's what he experiences, the faith of the overwhelming faith of victims' families. It's refreshing. And it's nice. It's nice to hear. Very nice to hear. But that doesn't stop liberals from continuing to make their case for gun control and for abortion. That's what they're going to hang their hat on for the midterm elections. Gun control, more of that, and more abortions. They love that too. And it prompted this morning nitwit Joe Scarborough to try to suck up to Pelosi and claim that somehow, by quoting the Bible, he becomes a biblical scholar, even when he's completely out in left field. But the the bishop, the archbishop of San Francisco, had no right to ban Her Highness Pelosi from receiving communion. But how disconcerting that religious leaders in that church would deny communion to faithful members of their congregation over a political issue that Jesus never once mentioned in the Gospels. Now, Jesus did address most other things that touch our lives. And he told his disciples in Matthew 25 that we would be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven if we gave water to the thirsty, fed the hungry, clothed the poor, and brought hope to the hopeless. We were to lead with forgiveness and love. So how distressing that a religious leader would bar from communion a congregant who has spent her life supporting politics that focuses really on those truly disadvantaged. (laughs) God, I love listening to an ass talk. They love themselves so much. They really think they're intellectually superior to everybody. This guy quoting the Bible, give hope to the homeless, water to the thirsty. What does that have to do with abortion? How about giving life to those that can't do anything about it? They can't stop you from killing them. How about that, moron? Wow. It's just unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And then, of course, that opens the door for Her Highness to go on the show with him and thank him for quoting Matthew 25 and to make sure that this archbishop is put in his place. Thank you for referencing the Gospel of Matthew, which is sort of the agenda of the church uh, that is rejected by many who side with them on terminating a pregnancy. But I don't respect us foisting it on to others. Now, our archbishop 
has been vehemently against LGBTQ rights too. In fact, he led the way in some of the initiatives on an initiative on the ballot in California. So this decision taking us to privacy and precedent is very dangerous in the lives of so many of the American people. And again, not consistent with the gospel of Matthew. Wow. You know they're desperate when they start claiming rights to the gospel. (laughs) (laughs) When they start quoting the Bible, I start running for cover. When any liberal satanic creature like Scarborough and Pelosi quote the Bible, head for cover, folks. Wow. That's sickening. Absolutely sickening. But she wasn't done because she's one of those that do believe that women have the right to murder. That's right. I'm a woman. Don't tell me what I can and can't do. President Lincoln said public sentiment is everything. With it, you can accomplish almost anything. Without it, practically nothing. And again, I think it's very insulting to women uh, to have their ability to make their own decision uh, hampered by politics. This should never have been politicized. It should never have been politicized. Never should have been politicized. Who's doing that? You are. You are. Those are the insane liberals, and these women liberals are just, they're in, they're in a category all by themselves. In fact, Ricky Gervais had an interesting take on these women. Now, keep in mind, if your children are listening, you might want to cover their ears, put earmuffs on, because he dropped some F-bombs here. But here's Ricky Gervais when it comes to these liberal women. Oh, women. Uh, not all women. I, I mean the old-fashioned ones. You know, the old-fashioned women. Oh, God. You know, the ones with wombs. Oh. Those fucking dinosaurs. Oh. No, it's the old-fashioned And now the old-fashioned, they are. oh, they want to use our toilets. Why shouldn't they use your toilets? For ladies. They are ladies. Look at their pronouns. <laughs> what about this person that isn't a lady? Well, his penis. <laughs> Her penis, you fucking bigot. What if he rapes me? What if she rapes you? <laughs> you fucking turf whore. <laughs> it's that absurd. Comics must just revel in this kind of stuff. Every time a liberal opens their mouth, comics have new material. Because they're absurd. And that's how comedy thrives. Unfortunately, in a lot of areas, you can't say what you want as a comic even anymore. But there are enough common sense people that will attend those types of gatherings where Ricky Gervais is performing, where truly funny people perform. It isn't necessary to drop all those F-bombs in comedy. Comedians seem to think it is necessary these days that if they say effing, it makes it funnier. It doesn't. The material is funny. I think of the old comedians, the Don Rickles, the Bob Hopes, the Jack Bennies. All of them, Jay Leno, Johnny Carson, Letterman, 
They don't drop F-bombs. They didn't have to. Their stuff was funny. Here's another thing that's not funny, is this transgenderism being forced on everyone's plate. There's nothing funny about it. We, once again as a country, cater to the lowest infinitesimal amount of people. Even Bruce Jenner says so. And it's become, right now, this issue has become so big. Almost every day on the news, there's something about being trans. Mm -hmm. That kind of bothers me, to be honest with you, for this reason. Being trans is about that much of the population. It is such a small group of people that were actually trans or really suffering with gender dysphoria. And right now, because of the amount of publicity that it's getting, um, it's like everybody thinks they're trans, which is not the case. No, it's not the case. And that's a good point that he just made, he, she, whatever pronoun he uses. <laughs> oh, my God. Everyone isn't in that category and yet these people who th- who think they are, these kids who now claim they are, they do so because they're hearing about it every day. It's all over social media. It's the in thing to do. I'm not a guy. I'm a woman. I can go in the girls' bathroom. I can do whatever I want. When he was talking about the number of people, he put his index finger and his thumb so close together you couldn't even see a space. And he's right. That's the amount. That's the number of transgender, trans, whatever they want to be in this country. It's, it's, it's repulsive, actually. It's repulsive. You know what else is repulsive? The media pretending as though Hillary Clinton's not behind the scandal that is enveloping the Sussman trial because they don't report on it. So, Devin Nunes, when will the media actually report on Hildebeest's scandals? Many of them there are. Look, I don't think they're going to. I mean, you, you see in the jury, I mean, or in the, in the courtroom, there are reporters who are putting stuff on social media that work for some of these big uh, newspapers that have not written a story, that have not carried a story. But the irony in all this that you'd appreciate is, is these were the same reporters who were getting the fake news. So they were working right alongside the dirty cops at DOJ and FBI, the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, Sussman, uh, Perkins Coie Law Firm, you have the very reporters who took all of this hook, line, and sinker, won Pulitzer's for it, uh, and they're sitting there in the courtroom, you know, pretending like, oh, nothing happened here. I'm just going to sit here and do social media all day. I mean, it's just absolutely pathetic uh, because in all of this, it has really ripped the whole uh, mask, so to speak, off the fake news media. And, you know, that's why, you know, you know that's why I went to True Social, right, so that we could open the internet back up, give people their voice back because all of this stuff is just being buried. And this is a great example of it. It is a perfect example of it. They will still contest the Hunter Biden laptop story as being important. They say it's real, but it's really not that important. Although of all places, the Washington Post says it's important now. It's containing new revelations. We continue to be enslaved in this country by this pandemic nonsense when you put people on national television who assume and assert that this 
plandemic is ongoing. It isn't, of course. And now they want people to snitch on their co-workers. Here's where Joy Behor and I are on the same page, but leave it to Sonny Hostenhusen with her nose firmly planted straight up in the air to tell us all how snitches are good. I would never do that. I'm Italian. We don't snitch. (laughs) Snitches get snitches? We don't snitch. No, look, I think it's a good thing because we've been terrible to each other during this uh, pandemic. I, I think, you know, remember Patty Lupone was, was, uh, yeah. at the theater and she had to really dress someone down, yeah. a theater goer and saying, you know, protect us. We're here without our mask. Our audience is all masked because you guys are protecting us because we cannot be masked right now. Um, and, and I think, you know, there are times when you want, you see someone, let's say on an airplane, when we had the, the mask mandate and they had the mask basically, you know, around their ears, like earrings or like chin guards. And if you said anything, they would fight you about it. And this, the, the flight attendants had to say stuff. So I, I just think you have this, this mechanism now where you can just call and snitch and protect yourself <laughs> as opposed to taking it on yourself. Wow. Call and snitch. That's what she's all about. Call and switch. Call and switch. Wow. Pretty amazing, isn't it? It truly is. That's a little bit scary. That's not a little bit scary. It's very scary, actually. Mm -mm -mm. How do you how do you even approach people like that? That's how bizarre she is. She's absolutely bizarre. But she's smarter than you are, so we have to give her that. I mean, she said so many times. She thinks there's an ongoing pandemic, which, of course, is a lie, another lie. The audience had to wear masks because they're protecting us. (laughs) It's unconscionably stupid, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's completely stupid. But she's stupid. So what's the point? Snitch? Why would people snitch? Do you really believe that someone who's not wearing a mask is going to harm you? Do you really believe that? Of course you don't. Unless there's something wrong with you. Maybe there is something wrong with you. And if you believe what she believes, there is something wrong with you. Snitches get stitches. Right? (laughs) So, uh, there are people, of course, that are going to fight back against my idea of 18-year-olds, this topic should be discussed and should be debated, I believe, among reasonable minds. Reasonable minds, not people so entrenched in their thinking that they can't listen to reason with regard to 18-year-olds being um, legally able to purchase firearms. The example of Kyle Rittenhouse has been thrown at me, and unfortunately, 
throwing Kyle Rittenhouse up as someone who was able to buy his own weapon is buffoonery because he didn't buy his own weapon. So anyone who makes that point is woefully, woefully bereft of the facts. So again, if you're dug in and entrenched in your position, you probably shouldn't be involved in any kind of a debate because you're not open to the realities of what's gone on. Kyle Rittenhouse did not buy his own weapon. So people need to understand that who think he did. So many facts that came out of the Rittenhouse case were so erroneous, so pathetically inaccurate. So let's hope that we're not going to continue that nonsense. So the heck with little Miss Intellect. Bill Maher talked about gay America and what these polls suggest that we're all going to be gay. Broken down over time, the LGBT population of America seems to be roughly doubling every generation. According to a recent Gallup poll, less than 1% of Americans born before 1946, that's Joe Biden's generation, identify that way. 2.6% of boomers do, 4.2% of Gen X, 10.5% of millennials, and 20.8% of Gen Z. Which means if we follow this trajectory, we will all be gay in 2054. (laughs) I'm just saying that when things change this much this fast, people are allowed to ask, what's up with that? All the babies are in the wrong bodies? Was there a mix-up at the plant, like with Captain Crunch's Oops Old Berries? <laughs> it wasn't that long ago when adults asked a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? They meant, what profession? <laughs> In the wake of America about to lose abortion rights, The ACLU recently tweeted a list of those who would be disproportionately harmed by this. You would think women might top that list? No, wasn't even on the list. Second on the list was LGBT. Really? Abortion rights affects gay and trans people more than, you know, breeders? (laughs) Someone needs to say it. Not everything's about you. It's okay to ask questions about something that's very new and involves children. Carpe diem. Again, it's taking a liberal, uber liberal, to make common sense when the Republicans just sit back on their hands and do nothing and say nothing. Our research assistant found this tremendous rap song by a guy by the name of Bez Believe. (laughs) Bez Believe. You Bez Believe me. And it's about President Trump. And I'll leave it with a light note because of the pall hanging over the country after this massive slaughter in Texas yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would the world be like if Donald Trump won? Whole lot less COVID and more fun. There'll be a lot more love for the common man. Working together to make America great again. How's a small town business on a poster win? Almost everything he makes goes to Uncle Sam. Politicians get rich or middle class get taxed. All that white supremacy. 
supremacy, we don't stand by that. So I don't understand when they say he don't like black. When he free Lil Wayne, they call that black. People losing their jobs because they won't get back. So suspend you from school if you take off your mask. Heard they killed the Uber driver at the red light. See the story on the news watching last night. News anchor said killer was a drug addict. Joe Biden here giving free crack pipes. Trying to take away our guns, give us heroin. Treating half the population like experiments. No Trump was an asshole, arrogant. Four more years. Yeah, I was right. It's hard to follow sometimes because they talk so fast. Very difficult to follow sometimes. But you could hear him. You could understand what he's saying. Four more years of Donald Trump. What, what would this country be like right now if Donald Trump had been given his rightful place back in the White House? How different would things be? Wow. A lot different. How different would your health insurance be if you'd called Jordan Krugman? A lot different. 314-602-4055 is his number. You might think you have great health insurance, and I don't know what you have. Maybe you do have great health insurance. But I thought I had great health insurance, but I called Jordan anyway because I had run into him in a public forum, and then uh, he gave me his card, and I called him. I said, hey, what can you do? Turned out he could do a lot that I had never imagined he could do or anybody could do. But he's a broker, independent broker, so he has no ties to any of the insurance companies. And he's your advocate. So what he'll do is he'll sit down with you, and you can do it virtually, by the way, never leaving your own house. And he's licensed in 24 states, including Missouri and Illinois. And he'll come up with a plan designed for your needs and your finances. And then he'll shop that plan around and get you the best possible deal. That's why some of his plans have a zero deductible. Zero. With Medicare, some of his Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. And there are lots of extras included, like gym memberships, transportation, hearing aids with your Medicare. You didn't know that, did you? Jordan Krugman did. Small businesses. I always use the example, you don't want to lose your best employees simply because the other company has a better health plan, but you will lose them for that very reason. Why do that? Call Jordan Krugman today. He'll give you a group plan that will not only benefit your employees and give them better coverage and more coverage, but it will save you money. Tens of thousands of dollars in many cases. Maybe you're one of them. Better health care for your employees? Put money in your pocket? That's not worth a phone call? 314-602-4055. And ask about the health matching accounts. That's new. Creates a savings account for all health-related expenses, and it's guaranteed to double your money in 35 months. And Jordan will explain to you exactly how that works. Simple and easy to understand through Jordan Krugman. Health, dental, vision, life, Medicare, it's all there. 314-602-4055. And you can take advantage of the wonderfulness in the health insurance quagmire that Jordan Krugman offers. It's great stuff, folks. I think you'll be happy. Well, we're going to go take a break, and we'll, we'll we'll use Johnny Cash to get to the break, and then we're coming right back with your phone calls, 636-538-0746. I walked through a county courthouse square 
On a park bench, an old man was sitting there. I said, your old courthouse is kind of run down. He said, no, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key said, watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo. Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Board of Guard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War One, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. She waved from our ships upon the briny foam, and now they've about quit waving back here at home. In her own good land here, she's been abused. She's been burned, dishonored, denied, refused. And the government for which she stands is scandalized throughout the land. And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin, but she's in good shape for the shape she's in. Because she's been through the fire before. And I believe she can take a whole lot more. So we raise her up every morning. We take her down every night. We don't let her touch the ground and we fold her up right. On second thought, I do like to brag because I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag. Back in on this hump day Wednesday, cloudy, rainy in the Midwest. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World Kings Court on KevinSlaytonShow.com live. Podcasts on this website as well as Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll find us. And anywhere you go in our area, you'll find a locally owned and operated Taco Bell location where they have for breakfast a dollar crave menu, a $5 crave menu. They have it for lunch and dinner and late night too. But in breakfast, they have a grilled burrito, breakfast burrito with bacon bits in it and everything else that you like for a dollar. They also have a double stuffed taco for a dollar, a grande burrito for a dollar, among other things. 
That $5 Crave menu has a double, triple crunch wrap with two tacos and a soft drink in a box for 5 bucks. Same with a double chalupa and other items. Breakfast quesadilla is available for less than $2. The two different AM crunch wraps, less than 3 along with the Grande Scrambler, less than 3 I love to support locally owned and operated businesses, so I do. And here are the locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations in our area. They're easy to find because they're everywhere. There's one in the Chesterfield Valley in Missouri, St. Clair, Washington, Cape Girardeau, Union, Jackson. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Springfield, Carbondale, DuCoin, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, and Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. Easy to find. Easy to take uh, advantage of getting a lot of food, but not spending a lot of money. Isn't that the best way to go? So I've always looked at it. So our phone lines are open for you, 636-538-0746. You can jump in on any of the topics. And the, the most prevalent topic today has been the school shooting and what to do about it. And as I said, it's very simple to me. It, it couldn't be simpler. You just go ahead and secure the schools. It's not hard. It's not even that expensive. As you heard one retired sheriff call and say, he wouldn't even take a stipend for it. He just asked that his grandchildren who attend the school that he's protecting get a break in tuition. And I think you'll find that from most veterans and most retired police. They do the same thing. But we should offer them money to do it. And I'm guessing you will have a stampede of law enforcement retired and military veterans retired who will come forward and volunteer to spend time at the school a couple, three days a week, and then others come in. All of them are trained. And then arm the teachers that are trained, and you would put an end to school shootings on the spot. On the spot. If you feel like your supermarket is vulnerable, because we've had a couple of those now, Colorado, Buffalo, it makes sense to do the same thing if you're a supermarket chain, doesn't it? Have one or two at each entrance. There's only a couple of entrances to a supermarket. Depends on how much profit those supermarkets are interested in making or if they're interested in protecting their customers. In Buffalo, the security guard fired at the guy, but it made no difference because he had military armor on. Clearly, if you're putting a security guard in any of these places, they would have bulletproof vests on it, to say the least. But more than one. Because that security guard was inside the store. That's not the place to be if you're going to stop a shooter. Outside the doors, by the parking lot, that's the place to be. So when you see a guy in military armor getting out of his car, you have him halt on the spot. Or you shoot him in the head where he doesn't have any armor. Simple. For those guys, now I couldn't shoot anybody in the head from that distance, but those guys can. Shoot him in the leg. I guarantee he's got a bullet in his leg. He's not so 
amped up to go in there and start shooting. But these are simple solutions to a horrific problem. Usually a horrific problem like this, a heinous crime, requires a very difficult solution. This does not. It's simple, and it needs to be done, and the sooner the better. I agree with Harris. When is enough enough? Let's uh, have the nexus going on. I agree with Biden. I'm fed up. Fed up with him. Sick and tired of him. His solution to everything is take everybody's gun away. They never Notice they never tell you what common sense gun laws are. And they never mention the ones that are already in place. And that they're not enforced. But he's not alone with that. Neither does Josh Hawley. Neither does Ann Wagner. Neither does the great Cory Bush. None of them tell you what gun laws should be there. None of them tell you the ones that are in place that aren't enforced. As I said, if gun laws worked, Chicago would be murder-free. But they don't work. Deterrence works. Now, you could have all the police in the world in Chicago and the South Side, and you're not going to stop the murders that go on there. There's just too many of them. Too many thugs have illegally obtained guns, but it shows you how easy it is to illegally obtain them. It's pretty simple. I guess if you're a thug, you know who to call. I wouldn't know where to start myself, but thugs do. But the answer is not defund the police. We've seen how that's worked in Chicago under that lunatic Beetlejuice. Now, what I find particularly galling with all of this is that someone like Beetlejuice is actually has actually decided to speak out. She's actually speaking out on what took place down in Texas. I mean, if you had a record like hers, would you say anything? No, you wouldn't. You're not an idiot. But it doesn't stop people like her. She speaks out anyway because she thinks she can. And she's just appalled at the gun violence and how... She wants more and more and more gun control. You've got so much in your city, it's laughable. And yet it hasn't helped you. Why is that, you suppose? I get a kick out of politicians like her. She's too stupid to even exist, and yet she's elected mayor of Chicago. That tells you so much. I mean, it really does, doesn't it? These are the kind of people that are running our cities. How can that be? Well, you have it right there. Lori Lightfoot. Beetlejuice. Let me get you her exact quote because it's just so good. By the way, Sandy Cortez also went in. She says, there's no such thing as being pro-life while supporting laws that are that let children be shot in their schools. Elders in grocery stores. Oh, yeah, that's right. Those laws allow for that. 
You dumbass. My God, that woman is illiterate. But here's uh, Beetlejuice and what she said about the school shooting. As a nation, we simply cannot allow this to continue. Every single day, children and young people are losing their lives to people who don't value the sanctity of life and take advantage of the unabated presence of firearms in our communities. Wow. For her to say anything about murders, handgun murders, any kind of gun violence, when she's done absolutely nothing to change Chicago with the strict gun control rules they have. See, that's what liberals do. Sandy Cortez neatly tries to tie abortion into this massacre. They have never seen a tragedy that they won't try to exploit for their own political purposes. Never. What laws, Cortez, are people supporting that allow children to be shot in their schools? Show me the law. Are elderly people in their grocery stores or worshipers in their house of faith? Show it to me. What law allows that? She knows there isn't one, but no one ever questions her on it. Same with Beetlejuice. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Kevin, I'm not good today. My heart's heavy. Well, I think everybody's heart feels that way. I don't think there's a soul in this country unless you're demented and uh, and mentally ill that doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I'd I'd be lying if I said I was good today. My my heart's heavy. My prayers uh, are are going out to these these families um, of these children and these teachers. Um, Your callers earlier had had so much right in what they were saying. Uh, Steve, in particular, at some point, we got to turn this around. And and what's it going to take? Um, well, we've outlined what it's going to take. It's not that hard. Yeah. When when, when I sit there last night, and uh, let me let me let me get my words stumbling here, but I give everybody respect until they earn my disrespect. Okay. And and again, last night I I watched a a a person on TV. I wouldn't even call him a man. Person on TV that um, came out and had his wife standing next to him, you know, and instead of being presidential was nothing more than a hack. And I'm just frankly tired of them all from, from him on down on, 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 on any side, Democrat, Republican side. If you don't have the guts to stand up and do the right things, if you don't have the guts to sit there and say, I'm an idiot, then then I'm just going to give you no respect. And, I always, always was raised to respect the office of the president, to expect, to respect the principal of a school, to respect the police officer that's talking to me. But I, I lose respect for these people when, when they're idiots. And watching that last night, my wife and I looked at each other and said, what in the heck is going on here? It was, it was hard to you know? fathom that he would use a tragedy like this for political gain. It was hard to fathom. He yeah. didn't gain anything politically, but he thought he did. Yeah. Now, I told my wife last night, I said, he should have been taking a cue from some past really good presidents. He should have been sitting behind the presidential desk, a resolute desk, with a microphone in front of him. And all he had to say yesterday is, we hurt. We hurt, and we have to do the right things. And that's all I'm going to say. Prayers well, for our country. I think and, he should. I think he should say a lot more. I think he should have a solution before he opens his mouth. And the solution's an well, easy one. Part, it's yes. a very simple one. We are going to secure the schools 
because our children are the future of this country, and we have had enough of this without doing anything. So throw the gun law crap out the window. We're going to secure the schools because we don't need laws to secure the schools. Mm-hmm. That's what he should have well, said. But he's not it, about it, to say that because that's not politically expedient for his bullshit. Well, and we've lost the security all the way around. Um, we were talking last night that, remember in St. Louis, they used to have the mental health hospital. They had one in Alton. Those places are gone. They're empty. Where are those people? Did they just disappear and we don't have people with mental health issues anymore? No. They're all out walking on the street. And I'm not trying to bash the people who have the issues or bash their families that care about them. But you have to protect the public from those individuals, and we've well, quit doing that. that's a tough thing. I don't know how you identify uh, – so, so let's say someone in your family has emotional issues. Do you think for one minute they're going to take guns and go shoot up a school? You don't. But you try to get them to help. And, you know, it's still up to the individual. I mean, you can have people confined, but it's really hard to do. It's really difficult to do. The, the way to stop this kind of thing is to secure the target. Well, and I agree with that, Kevin. And but but when you have warning signs out there, is what what I'm talking about. People that oh, yeah. have said they're going to do things. People that have been those already are, done some bad things. That those could are a get different worse. story. Yeah, those are a different story. Those are that's easy to I'm, identify. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You can't identify everybody. There's no way you can identify anybody. Anybody can snap at any time. I, I've known people or been around people where they said, "I never thought that person would have done it, or I never thought they would have hurt their." their spouse or their children. I never thought they would have done it. We can't identify everybody, but when they're out there on social media and they're censoring, you know, the likes of you or Trump or whoever, but, but these idiots are on Instagram and whatever saying they're going to do something and they put them in a holding for 36 hours and let them go, you know, you know, that that's that's ridiculous. So let me transition to one thing that I really called you about, Kevin. Today, Biden is planning to sign an executive order on policing today. Are you aware of that? We actually talked about it earlier. Okay, I might have missed that. But he, he wants to sign his executive order on it, but it's it, it's going to be to to um, do training and procedures and things for police or whatever. So that's you know, police are trained enough already. But it's like you don't want to – you say you don't want to defund the police, but yet you want to strap the police. And he's sitting there today and also saying that he wants to limit the militarization of the police. You know what, Kevin? I'm all for the militarization of the police. You know, I think we should have certain police out there armed to the T, and we need to stop certain things. So all he's doing today is, to me, a a backhanded way of defunding the police again today. And I just think it's ironic. Maybe he'll cancel it today. I don't know. But I think it's ironic he's going to come out and do this today after what happened yesterday. Oh, he's not going to cancel it. He's, He's got the George Floyd family standing next to him today. He's not about to cancel that. I've, as I said earlier, let's just throw away the pretense and just name that day George Floyd Day. After all, only our country would honor a thug who was high on fentanyl and who was going to die anyway that day, who had held pregnant women at gunpoint demanding drugs when they didn't even have them, threatening to kill them. Only this country would honor such a thug. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what that's where I lose the respect for so many people. And um, and I just wanted to, I just I, I missed it earlier on the executive order, so I'm, I'm glad you talked about it. But one last thing to being a Christian, these people that want to start quoting the Bible, you better start praying for forgiveness for your sins because you're going to meet the maker one day and he's going to say, you quoted this the wrong way. You right. didn't understand what I was saying. 
But these guys trying to rewrite the Bible drives me crazy. It's Trying to put it to their own political use drives me crazy. Trying to say Jesus may have been political? No, no, no. You don't get to do that. These are and, two and, people, and, Scarborough and Pelosi, who haven't opened a Bible. If they had a Bible in their house and they opened it, moths would fly out. Well, I'd say one thing for Pelosi and, and, and Scarborough. If you're going to quote the Bible, you better start quoting the Ten Commandments. Because there's one in there that says, thou shall not commit murder. Couldn't agree more. It's pretty simple. And they're committing murder or they're endorsing murder when they endorse abortion. And, you know, I get tired of all these hypocrites. My body, my choice. You know, it's ridiculous. How many of those kids yesterday, and and, 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 and I might not say this the right way, but I hope you understand my context. My wife didn't get it last night either. How many of them kids yesterday may not have been in that schoolroom if they were aborted earlier? But at the same time, they shouldn't be aborted now by some idiot. Well, that makes sense. Well, it's just it's a it's an analogy that I, I think isn't relevant to this situation because it, it, this has nothing to do with abortion. This is a mass murder, and it resulted because of a lack of common sense security at the at the sites, and it will not change. All of this nonsense about we've got to stop these things, like this this low life scumbag Democrat. Congressman Ruben Gallego of Arizona tweeted at Congressman Daryl Issa, F your prayers. They haven't yeah. worked for the last 20 mass shootings. How about passing laws that will stop these killings? There isn't a single law that will stop those killings. Not exactly. one. Deterrence will stop them. Armed security, armed teachers will stop them. But no law will stop them. Exactly. No law will uh, they'll always get the guns, and even if they try to outlaw guns, there'll still be guns on the street. You'll never never get them all. But if you look at countries that have tried to take guns away, look at what happens there. The politicians take over. It, it's all about control is all it has to do with. And you're right. They're never going to get all the guns, Kevin. And there's people that will never, ever let that happen. No, no. They, they will never let that happen, as I said earlier. We people, have to people fight for those. the death, Fight to the death to, to not allow that to happen. So that's never going to happen, and they might as well give it up. But they somehow think that the majority of America believes in that. The majority of America mm-hmm. does not believe in that. Mm-hmm. And, and, Kevin, like I said, my point may have, may have not come across correctly, but what I'm saying is, is people are being killed all the time, from abortions on up to elderly people. Murders happen. These things happen. That's where we have to control it. That's where we have to have the better policing. We have to have the guards at the schools. We have to have uh, the police out on the street. We need to, fu- you know, imagine what $40 billion would do to put more police on the streets and stop this stuff. Well, you know, put they, them in schools. Had, these, the hell with the streets. These, put them in the schools. Yeah, these smash and grabs, though, you know, that's happening. The, the, it, uh, it won't happen just, at that one store again. Did you see the, the brother and sister yeah. whose family yeah. owned the store? It won't yeah. happen there again. <laughs> but it, But it's just... You know, crime is on the rise because they're, they're they're letting people out. They're not keeping them in jail. They're releasing them. You know, it, it, of course it's going to get worse. I mean, it, it was just on – I was reading the news this morning that a car dealership um, uh, in, in the Belleville, Illinois area, with, with a bunch of cars stolen there yesterday because they broke in and they're, you know, getting key fobs and they're stealing cars because, you know, people can't buy cars. They're stealing cars. I mean, it's just it's just everywhere. And it's going to continue to seep more and more out into from the urban areas to the suburban areas. And when are people going to, going to have enough? And, you know, Biden wants to say he's tough on crime. I don't think he is. OK, I think he's just a lying. You know what? And then to sit there today or yesterday and say, 
his whole career as a senator. Well, I got news for you, Mr. Biden and other politicians. Being a senator or congressman was not meant to be a career. First of all, there's no thinking that he's soft on crime. He is soft on crime. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who lies about everything. And the display last night was one of the most despicable things I've ever seen, where he not only turned a massacre into his proponent of gun laws, uh, new gun laws, but he also threatened congressmen and senators who disagree with him that will remember if you are obstructing us. Who are you? That's the problem with Congress today. The Democrats think that they run it, that they have the power, but they think if you don't vote with them, you should be a target of some sort of violence. Yep. Well, Kevin, I'll end with this. To that congressman that said, F your prayers, I got news for him. He'll meet his maker one day, and I'm going to consistently continue to get on my knees either physically or in my mind, be on my knees in prayer to, to God. And thank him for what he's done for me. Thank him for what I have. But pray to him and pray to him often to help us help these people that are lost. And that's all all I can try to do. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate it. Good stuff. Have a blessed day, brother. You too. Yeah, Ruben Gallegos' maker is going to have horns and a pitchfork is my guess. A research assistant sent this over, and it's true. There's a secret Republican plot to make liberals look like idiots. It's known as Operation Just Let Them Speak, and it's working. (laughs) and it is it really is all right folks good stuff today good ideas good thoughts we're glad we heard from everybody and we always are open to your calls and thoughts whether you agree or disagree right here in the window world king's court on kevinslaytonshow.com and on assorted other platforms like spotify apple amazon google and others podcast will be on all of those locations in just a few minutes Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. Back fighting the good fight for you tomorrow, folks. So long, everybody. Ah!